initialize. <laughs> initialize. Yeah, now it works. Gosh dang it. Okay. Gosh dang it. Well, anyway, <laughs> my hair looks. Haley's hair is all up, straight in the up direction. Uh, and I was telling her it looks very uh, 18th century. It just, it's giving me a headache. Maybe their answer was Greece. <laughs> Your hair is giving you a headache? Uh, I think so. I mean, because this is possible because, like, I haven't showered in oh, a couple days. Yeah. And also, this is one big tangle. Oh, that's so bad. That's the worst um, part about having long hair is it just tangles all the time. Well, long, curly hair. And, like, I think it's just, like, pulling on the scalp and weird ways. Now you look very Wolfgang <laughs> Mozart status. <laughs> it's amazing how much like oh, man. nonsense curly hair can do. And how much of uh, style is literally just, just like poof. shape. Yeah, shape. and shape. Uh, like, so if I put it all on one side it's, it's more like, like punk 80s. 80s. Yeah. <laughs> we just like are going through the centuries. Uh, welcome to Hysterical History. I'm Alexis. And I have a headache. And this is our podcast. <laughs> Alexis and a headache. Uh, you heard the music. Yeah. Um, today we're talking about something that we were supposed to talk about months ago, because mm-hmm. this was supposed to be our last kind of spooky, scary thing. Spooky, scary And then thing. it didn't work. And then I got really stressed <sighs> out about everything that was happening in the world. And I said, no, thank you. The sc- so. The scariest thing of all was technical difficulties. She's back. Um, I'm pretty sure this won't matter, but in case, just so everybody knows, uh, we're re-recording the beginning. (laughs) Beginning? But the rest of it is going to be the old version, because that part was fine. Just somehow our microphone wasn't connected for the beginning, and then it, like, somehow reconnected it partway through and we didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. It's all very mysterious. Recording is confusing. Uh, and we're just doing our best, man. So, I mean, here we go again. It it's thematically relevant. I haven't looked at this document in a minute, so this might take a minute. Sure. <laughs> I read a book. Cool. Haley. Good job. I'm proud of you. I'm just gonna tell you what it's called. <laughs> okay. No spoilers, well. but it's. A, I mean, it is a spoiler, but it's history. Too bad. Uh, it's called Queen Victoria Stalker. The Strange Story of the Boy Jones. Boy Jones. By Jan Bonderson. His name might be Jan, but I'm going to say Jan. Jan. Uh, And I just have to start with a little (laughs) feelings on the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that it's intended to be sexist, but he calls Victoria corpulent. Uh. It's a very rude word for fat. Uh Uh, And scary looking. Well, Before saying she used to be young and, quote, not unattractive. No. You used to be able to masturbate to her, but no longer. No, she got fat and old and ugly. <laughs> and then she's scary looking, he now, says. Old people are scary. <laughs> Especially Victoria. Now she looks like a walrus. I mean, you should have been scared of her the whole time because she could have you murdered whenever she wants. Yeah, government so, murdered isn't murder. You should just, you should always be scared, um, no matter what she looks like. And uh, it's kind of like how people need reminded nowadays that um, parasocial relationships aren't real relationships. mm, Yeah. Like your emotional connection to someone on TikTok is not real. Right. Uh, And your feelings for the queen do not matter. Yeah. Doesn't. Monarchs are not your friend. They they are not. And uh, no one cares what you think. (laughs) And I'm just, 
I am frustrated with when I read books like this of being given someone's opinion on the objectivity of someone's attractiveness. Because uh, if it's like in the Josiah book that we read where it's just descriptions of what someone looks like, especially from people who had seen them from the time, you are not personally saying whether or not you think those people are bangable. You're just saying, this is what people said they look like. And it might not be good. Like, Ranjit was like, uh... he's got a weird eye and he looks like he's about to die and stuff. And it's like, yeah. (laughs) But I'm into it. (laughs) But he, no, but Ben didn't say. Yeah. Don't give me your personal opinions. It's not... Um, useful. It's not relevant. If you want to tell me what, uh, like, people at the time thought, yeah, that's different. You as the author, I don't care. Right. But, yeah, your personal opinions are not interesting to me, sir. I'm here for facts and extrapolation of facts. Yeah. And that's basically it. So... Uh, but there's more of that, and I'll mention it when it comes up. Uh, and it's so, like, neggy for him to be. She's not unattractive, I guess. I guess she's hot. Like, no one cares if you think she's hot. She's been dead for, like, a hundred years. Like, who <laughs> Who are you? What? Why? Nobody cares. Why, why do you even add this? It's so weird. Anyway, so in 1838... Crime is terrible in London. <laughs> in 1838. Crime, very bad. Crime, terrible. <laughs> London, terrible, bad. I've been there, you uh, know? I played Assassin's Creed. It's pretty ugly and you gross know, and bad. Big cities, crime's always going to be worse. It's true. And just rampant right now, specifically murder. <laughs> so that's good. Murder is very bad. Very popular in the 1800s. Just like a Victorian era weatherman. Murder is up. <laughs> murder is up today. <laughs> recommend <With a> strong, <laughs> a strong chance of stabbing. Would recommend you detour around White Castle. <laughs> Every on, day. On your commute. Yep. Sex workers, <laughs> relocate, please. Oh, no. Anyway. Um, and also, you know, 1800s crime solving, not amazing. That's why people were so impressed by Sherlock Holmes. They're like, it's a superpower being able to solve crime. To, like, make connections. They're like, amazing. Logically. Imagine <laughs> solving crime. From the least logical man who <laughs> believes in fairies. Yeah. Uh, who I've heard, you'll have to tell me this later, because I'm assuming if we do episodes about him, which I'm assuming we will, that you will do them, because sure. you probably know more about him already. Um, but I also heard that he, like, hated Sherlock Holmes in general, like, as a character. I mean, he, like, tried to kill him off. Yeah, and it's like wouldn't let him. It's, he just, like, got, he got bored with it. He's like, uh, it's, yeah. like, not my favorite and Whatever. people are obsessed. So he tried to kill him off. People are like, bring him back. And he's like, fine. Oh, gosh. I guess I'll bring him back. And then he's like, does, I just hate you, dude. It does make me a lot of money. <laughs> so I'm just like, uh, pretty great. <laughs> I love it. He's just like, I have to write The Logic Man, and I just want to write about fairies. <laughs> the Logic Man. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, crime solving, bad. Crime, bad. Everything bad. Mm-hmm. London. Uh, also, Spring-Heeled Jack is a thing. Oh. Uh, if you don't know, he's essentially an urban legend. He's kind of like a cryptid. Uh-huh. Where <laughs> he's this guy who runs on rooftops, and he looks like a devil. Is that a devil horn? He's an assassin. And he jumps impossibly far, like, from roof to roof that is not capable by humans. And it's just scary. I'm- People are scared of him. It's funny that he is an assassin, because I think he's in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> he's in Syndicate, yeah. he's. I guess there's a DLC where you, like, hunt him down, and they have a little, like, kind of preview for it in the game, because they don't actually let you do it. Do you do it with Charles Dickens or, like, Darwin? Who's your, like, field guide on that? I don't remember. Probably Dickens, I would assume. Who is, yeah, alive. Yeah. 
We're going to talk about him, too, in a minute. Sort of funny. He was, um, like, really involved in my Cold Boys. Oh. Um, he's just, like, everywhere It's so time. weird, like, where some historical figures just appear in yeah. places that you don't expect. It's all over the place. You know, like, when we did the, like, Mona Lisa robbing, and they're like, maybe it was Picasso. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> what? Was it? Is he alive? I don't... <laughs> what does he live? I have no idea when Picasso is alive. He has very, like, maybe he's 19th 20s. century. Maybe he's, like... Inner war period. I have no idea. Yeah. I think he dies in like the 70s. Oh my gosh. I think. I know he's like popular in the 20s. Every time we talk about him, I'm surprised. (laughs) I'm confused. (laughs) Clearly we need to do an episode. But yeah, so there's just a lot going on. Crime and uh, everybody's scared. Yeah. It's great. It's a great time. Everyone's scared. But that means people are really excited about Queen Vicky because her uncles, George... Uh, I don't know how to Roman numerals. George Four and William Four. <laughs> George Four are very unpopular. Four Pe- men. People think they're really corrupt and wasteful, as far as you know, you can be when you're a royal. Their un- uncles. Her uncles. Yep. He, oh. So one of them was in charge, and then he died, I presume, and then the other one, and then he also died. Both very unlikable. Yeah. So people are excited about Vicky. They're like, she's young. Mm-hmm. She's sort of hot, I guess, if you look at her at the right angle. She's good character. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Puts flowers in her hair. We all love her. And the author wants to make it very clear that he doesn't think she's hot, though. <laughs> He's, I have a quote that says, although her looks owed more to you to youth than to regularity of features or shapeliness oh of figure. Oh, my God. What? The publisher prints and drawings of her all presented her as a beauty. So he's like, she's just hot because she's young, but she's not even that hot even though she's young, okay? Because she'd still be hot <laughs> when she's old if she was actually hot. Me when I'm looking at fashion on thin people. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it fashion or are they just hot? They're just thin, which makes them good looking. I don't think these clothes are right. actually very good. Uh, it still looks like a paper bag to me, but whatever. Um, but all this to say, many men are really into Vicky, right? Yeah. She's young. She's around. She, there's pictures of her everywhere. So they're like, ooh, that's a pretty lady. And she's powerful, so she could, like, step on you. True. Very hot. Uh, and so they would just go to the bars and pubs and just, like, swoon over her picture and be like, I wish I could marry Queen Vicky, which is weird. Kind of off topic. <laughs> Uh, kind of thematically relevant because of, like, when Dracula comes out. Sure. But have you seen the hubbub online over the new Resident Evil? Um, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Villains, yes. Yeah. I'm in love. <laughs> She's very hot. She's so and tall and powerful, and she could kill me. And in I, the hot way. I love it. Uh, Step on were, me. <laughs> I was watching Chill Chaos's, like, Among Us stream, and then they were talking about how hot she is, and then, like, one of the girls was like, she's not hot, and everyone was like, whoa, whoa, vote her out. Whoa. Vote her out. Whoa. <laughs> she's wrong. Vote her out. She's a traitor. We can't trust her. <laughs> what do you mean? She's very hot. No, she is. She's extremely Yeah, just, hot. if you just Google Resident Evil 8 villain, you'll get it. <laughs> you'll, you'll get and it. you'll get it. And she's can like she has to bend over to get in a door and then she just picks these up and murder you. I'm yeah. like, I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a tweet that was like, Can you stop making the villain so hot, Resident Evil? It's upsetting to me. What am I supposed to run away from? I don't them? understand. How am I supposed to be scared? Catch me, please. <laughs> get me. Sorry that my thirst became a <laughs> thing. Anyway. Good. But so yeah, these men are thirsty and they're drooling over Vicky. Yeah. 
and weird and it like gets there's levels of weirdness because there's like you know it's True. fine for you to be at the pub looking at her yeah. big hard eyes while you drink your beer or whatever mm-hmm. and then you're like man she's so pretty and then you go away you know go yeah. home and you do whatever you post on your tumblr and you're like wow <laughs> she's so nice she's real pretty uh, but then also some weird guys would, like, throw love letters at her carriage, yep. like, try to get them in, like, that's, that they think that's going to do anything. That's the next stage. And it's like, that's not, don't do that. Yeah. Leave her alone. Uh, and then deranged men would call the palace and demand her hand in marriage. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like, how are random citizens allowed to call the palace? <laughs> Why is that okay? You guys are the ones who ruined it for everyone else. But then I was going to make a joke about how, like, you can't just call the White House. And then I Googled it and, like, you can, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I don't think you, can, you can't call, like, you can't <laughs> Biden's office right. and be like, hey, you can't <laughs> I get, need like, to marry him. You can't get a cell phone are number. Your, are your kids single? You know, like, what do you, no. Uh, what? S- stop. Uh, whereas they're just how weird of you random man to call and be like can I marry the queen no obviously not (laughs) excuse me Uh, gosh if I worked there I would be such a troll (laughs) yeah I'd just be like right them back like oh sir we've been waiting for your letter Oh, you can't encourage them, Haley. I know, you can't. especially because they're like they're they'll be the ones who show up. Like yes, I'm ready. Exactly. Don't the ones that are calling you cannot encourage them. It's a little harder when it's letters. If it's phone, yeah. be like, oh really? No, no. goodbye. I'm blocking your number. Click. Hopefully you never <laughs> have blocking your number. Blocking your address. No more. Yep. We're going to have, if you call again, we'll remember your voice, and we have a boy who will hang up on you immediately. <laughs> we have a boy? <laughs> Don't you dare. He's very good with voices. <laughs> That's his whole job. Um, speaking of Dickens, Charles Dickens speaking would, quote-unquote, joke yeah. uh, about how in love he was with the Queen Victoria, and two of his friends also were. And I'm just like, men are so visual. Is it... <laughs> Just they just see her and they're like, I'm in love with her. I'm like, that's weird. And it's so me. hard. It's so hard to tell because like mm-hmm. I get it, especially with online culture, sure. people being like, man, I I love X. I'm just so demi, I guess yeah. that it's like they can be really hot, and I'm like they're hot, but I'm not like I'm in love with you because I saw you and you were hot. I'm like talk to me because <laughs> maybe you talk and then it's in a plummet immediately. Or like like I'll say that a lot because I like hyperbole. Yeah, but, sure. But I don't. And I mean, I'm actu- sure he does too. Actually, mean it. But these guys, some of these guys mean it. <laughs> Some of them mean it. Some of them really think they're in love it's with her. It's very weird. And that's upsetting to me. It's like, wait, you you mean it? And they, and when he says they're, he's in love with her, um, they would wear med- marriage medals around and keep a portrait of her in their pocket and cry over it in secret. <laughs> I guess. And they did drive-bys of the palace to uh, look at her bedroom. Uh, is this the secret of... Uh... Great Britain's imperialism success. Just, how, just have a hot queen. They were just so horny. She's like, go conquer the world. And they're like, yes, ma'am. Anything you say. Yes, queen. <laughs> yes, and queen. And I just want to know, were people doing this when it was George? Were they driving by his bedroom and being like, yoo <laughs> Of course not. How you doing, George? Uh, mate, I hope so. I doubt it. <laughs> I hope so, Show, show me it. your butt. Show us your ass, <laughs> George. Your Majesty. <laughs> Your Majesty. <laughs> Gotta be proper. Uh, Don't want to be rude. Uh, but yeah, it's just so yucky. Mm-hmm. It's so. 
It's yeah. so sexism. There, there <laughs> it's is so misogyny. Such a thin line of like, oh, that's nice. And then it's like, mm, too much. And these are the things that it's like, I, you know, when I think about Queen Victoria, I just think about her being in charge and like being impressive, you know? Yeah. I don't really think about like people creeping. <laughs> oh, the sexism. Yeah, it affects because, everyone. Right, but it's like when you think about, especially queens, I feel like, be, who are, like, the one in charge, you know? Like, it's like she's in charge, not her husband. It's her. Yeah. You, you sort of, I feel like in my mind, I'm kind of like, well, you know, like, probably she's not getting that as much because she's in charge. So mm-hmm. nobody, she's not under anybody. Right. And then it's like, no, they'll find a way. <laughs> they'll find <laughs> no a way. No matter what. Uh, maybe they do it to her face less. Yeah. But they are doing it. Oh, for sure. Um, and then I have a section that says, insert random degenerates here. So here we go. <laughs> here we go. Patrick Linden mm. attempted to hand deliver a letter to Vicky and assaulted police when they attempted to escort him off the premises. Oh, that's bad. No, you got to take it with grace. Just You shouldn't be there at all. No. But if policemen yeah. are like, you, you, you should. You need to leave. Don't, don't assault them. Don't fight them. No. He's like, no, she, it's love. <laughs> it's not. No, you're. You're gross and weird. You're gross. Your your brain chemicals are out of control. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get medicine out of here. can't dude. help you. Your horniness is on. Yes. Please go home. <laughs> go do anything else. Go put a melon in a microwave. Oh, those don't exist oh. yet. It's, well. Just go throw a melon off a bridge. Do, do you have melons? Do you have Probably melons? not. Probably not. Ah. Mm. Uh, that's. Ah, uh, <laughs> come on. Uh, throw it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Well, bye. Uh, I don't know. You <laughs> uh, yes, can't do it. What here. do we know? You have potatoes. <laughs> Go throw oh, some potatoes. No, at no, not a starchy root vegetable. <laughs> uh, one week later, oh god, Arthur Tucker tried to sneak into the palace through the tradesman entrance, disguised as a horse trader. What does that disguise entail? Just poop. Poop. <laughs> Rub horse poop all over your body. Did he have a horse? I don't know. I don't. They're like, I'm the horse trader. And they're like, where are your horses? Where are your horses? Like, oh. <laughs> Foiled um, again. Ah, oh, you got me. Ah, <laughs> uh, I didn't think that through. <sighs> so <laughs> bad. He's at like thinking things in my pants. <laughs> oh, I just kick him in the nuts. Like you're terrible. Get out of here. That wasn't even cute. Uh, when they caught him, he claimed to have information about a conspiracy against Vicky and her mother, the Duchess of Kent. But he was just a Looney Tune. <laughs> but Sam. he was a Looney Tune. <laughs> He's just a weirdo. <laughs> That's when people are like, but he, you know, where I sound like really proper, like this is a proper podcast where I'm like, but he was just, you know. A loony tune. And then I say, a loony tune, <laughs> as it were. Your Majesty, a man was apprehended on the grounds. He was a loony tune. He, we discovered he was a loony tune. <laughs> Another one. Oh. She's also getting death threats. Uh, we already sure. know that they had uh, many assassination attempts against her, uh, although some of them less serious than others. You know, some have bullets or like the hitter and like, other ones just have like dirt, like sticks and dirt in there. Some just want health care. Yeah, <laughs> please send Some me. Some are like, I'd love to away. go. To, I'd love to go to prison. <laughs> It'd be great if I could get a roof over my head. Please. It's horrible. Everybody loves London, dude. Mm. Um, uh, including uh, Charles Stuber, who we didn't talk about in the assassin oh. episode, um, a baker who failed in his business and had to work for his counterparts. He believed he was better than. Oh, and he blamed it. On a young woman that he married. Sure. So then, 
because he hates young women, I guess. Uh, Queen Vicky is going to be in charge, and he's real mad about it, because all it can remind him is how he used to be so cool, and then that young woman ruined his life. So he starts <laughs> sending her and her mother violent letters in the mail. <laughs> I married a young woman, and she made it so I couldn't bake good. So, uh, I hope you die. Yeah. So, I hope you die. Men need to learn how to deal with their emotions. Please that aren't die. Death threat letters to the queen. Because <laughs> what? Uh, police found him easily because he had his return address on these letters. <laughs> I, um, thought, I thought it was gonna be like they found him easily. A flower, the trail of flour <laughs> and no. sugar was, and the stench of rage. <laughs> it was so easy to find. Stench of rage and fresh muffins. They interviewed one baker and they said, "Who's the worst baker in town?" And they said, "Charles Stuber, that a hole." Sir, do you know the muffin man? <laughs> Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do know the muff- that that weird one, Drury Lane. Yeah, I'll show you right to him. Go right there. <laughs> and then he claimed uh, when he was arrested that they saved the queen from a murder. Oh, by his information, he was giving them just one murder by yelling sir? at her, I guess. And they put him in an insane asylum. Bye, oh. weirdo. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Which, honestly, probably for the best. He seems like he was just ruining the baking community of London. He was so toxic in the baking community. All of his bread tastes like acid. He's got to (laughs) go. I did not expect the id at the end of that. (laughs) Let's go with toxic. They just taste like ass. He's got to go. Uh, And Queen Vicky, newly crowned, is very unprotected Mm. for some reason. What? Why? You'll remember, like I said in my episode about attempt assassinations, people just walk up to the carriage uh, in the middle of the street. No problem. Nobody even tries to stop them. It, like, like she has no people around to guard, but also, like, no civilians try to stop them either. They just walk up, and everyone just says, I guess he's allowed to just go to the carriage. She allowed to do, I guess. Where are, are the guards? Are we all allowed to do that? Please, where are the guards? It's incredible she lived as long as she did. And it's like Buckingham Palace is, like, known for their, like, stoic guards who are, like, very alert, you know, and, like, ignoring distractions. Where are they? Are they new? Maybe. How new are they? I don't know. Maybe we should do an episode about it. I mean, they can't can... be that new just because of how right. long England's uh, Maybe they happened last. during Vicky because of this. Because of this. <laughs> I have a quote that says, But her court at Buckingham Palace was run by well-nigh medieval standards by a number of inert functionaries, and no person was directly responsible for her security. Yeah, I remember this. What? It's just, it's not good. Somebody should be in charge. Is anyone in charge? Everyone's like, no. No. I think the queen's in charge? You idiots. There are three groups that are supposed to be in charge of keeping an eye over her. Those are the royal porters, who Jan describes as old and feeble. Mm. <laughs> These are the royal pages, who are pages, so they're probably young and lazy. And then the military sentries, who don't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> so then fire them. Uh, three out of three, bad. Execute all of them for treason. <laughs> Just kill everybody. Uh, it sounds like the biggest problem was too many departments because then the work is put out in a confusing way and it's just muddled. I mean, some of those, like, pages? How are pages responsible for anything? Anything. Besides, like, take this letter to this place. It sounds like, I mean, in the general sense Clean that horseshoes. all employees of an establishment are responsible for its well-being and security. Sure. sure. But, like... Military sentries. Some of them 
That Sounds like that should be your only job. Is their job. Yeah. Surely. Right. Surely. Uh, Jan points out that the inside of the windows were cleaned by the Lord Chamberlain's office, but the outside was done by the Office of Woods and Forests. So I hate that. the windows were never fully clean at the same time. <laughs> I hate it. Because they clean one side, but they wouldn't clean the other side. Windows are not forestry. <laughs> They're not. What are you Or ta- wood. What are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> How, what does it have to do with the wood or the forest? Also, why is there a whole office for woods and forest? That's too much. Well, they do have a lot too of specific grounds. Sure, but like that's a whole office for it. This feels like it should be a subsect of like the general grounds. Sure. Like on, under grounds, there should be like security. Yeah. Like, you know, C- and then cleaning, groundskeeping, and like. And the outside. Other things. Yeah, yeah, caring for your horses and carriages and stuff. But, you know, we have the benefit of <laughs> hindsight. 20, 21st century <laughs> minds. It's true. Um, and uh, Vicky once asked for a fire to be lit, and the Lord Stewart's guy said he can't because he's only allowed to lay the fire. Lighting the fire is someone else's job. No. Imagine saying that to the queen. Your job is to do what the queen tells you to do. To Queen Victoria. That she says, can you light me a fire? And, which is not a question. That no. is a nice order. That is, and yeah. he says, no. No. I'm only allowed to set it up. I have to get someone else to light a match. No, my boss will get mad at me. I'm your boss. I feel like, isn't that a classic <laughs> way to like fool people in fiction? Just be like... Oh, the queen told me to do it. And they're like, what? No, she didn't. It's like, well, you can argue with her. And they're like, well, I guess you can do it. I guess. I'm not going to talk to her about it. You know what I mean? She'll just get mad. Yeah. uh, Tell the other guy to argue with the queen. Right. I'm going to light the fire. Maybe he just didn't know how. He's like, um, that's that's not my job, man. I was never trained. He just starts crying. <laughs> She's like, just take the match and put it in. Do it. She's just like, I'll do it myself. I'll do it. Just can you get it ready? And then have you hanged. <laughs> Goodbye. I would be a terrible queen. I, needs, just, I, mean, I, just, I think Victoria needs to kill more people at this point. Maybe kill more. She's still being so nice, you know, because she's like new. Yeah. And I'm like, be meaner. Um, and there's this sense, or it makes sense why with three groups in charge that, like, this is not being covered very well, because even these menial tasks aren't being covered very well, let alone her personal safety. So it's, like, great. (laughs) Um, And all these people in these different groups, like the porters, the pages, and the sentries, they all work for different departments also. Mm -hmm. So the pages work for Lord Chamberlain, porters work for the master of the horse, and everyone else works for the Lord Steward. And technically, none of their (sighs) primary responsibilities is Her Majesty's protection. No, Uh, Nobody's. How do they not have a secret service? I don't know. How is there not at least, like, one bodyguard? Yeah. Someone where it's, like, their main job. You know? And, like, in my mind, my very horny mind, I'm like, she needs a bodyguard so they can fall in love and be really cute together. <laughs> and he can be so loyal and just, like, lay down his life and it'll be really great. Yeah. And you'll be safe. But don't hire those creepos that are already in love with her. Cause, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not. He needs to be they very stoic and unimpressed yes. and just, like, just doing his job and slowly he melts. They both That's, melt. and I they like And then they smooch. Yeah. But she gets married, so it doesn't work. But, you know. And she's very in love when she gets married. (laughs) She's very in love. It's very cute. Very cute. Anyway. Anyway. So on July 11th, 1838, porters discover a man sleeping in a chair of the picture gallery of the palace, seven yards from the queen's bedroom. Yeah, I hate that. Just to sleep in there. He's just sleeping. Just walked in. 
sat in a chair and fell asleep. I just wanted a chair to sleep in. And they wake him up and are like, who the hell are you? And he is a silversmith named Thomas Flower. Mm, that isn't... Mm, Very British. Sound. Thomas Silver, surely. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Thomas Smith. Yeah. Um, who had already been arrested twice for trying to get to Vicky, including once where he had tried to get to her box at the opera house. You know? And I'm like, why is he alive? Why are, like, criminal sentences and prisons so harsh and yet you can be arrested for something as dire as threatening the queen's safety multiple times. Multiple times. And still walk free to go sleep in the house again. Yeah. How? What? Are there no, are we, is no one punishing the men? No, I guess not. I mean, they keep saying he gets arrested. They're not, it doesn't sound like they're charging him with anything. Because, like, wouldn't they say he had been imprisoned? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be the phrase you'd use? Or, like, something like that? Yeah. Arrested means nothing. They can just let you go. Uh, I I mean, yeah, I guess. Stupid. But so Flower uh, had attempted to ask the queen for her hand in marriage. That's why he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, but he couldn't find a room. So he fell asleep. So he just sat down and fell asleep. Uh, which is lucky because she had walked down the hall into her room 10 minutes before he was arrested. Mm. So, like, she could have just been in the hallway. And if he had been awake, he would have seen her and just, like, accosted her. Wow. And, like, we know what's going to happen if she says no, mm-hmm. he's going to kill her. <laughs> right. Because that's how you do it. Yeah. Like, Either... he's going to get so upset by rejection, he's going to murder her. Yeah. Because it's not about love. No. It's about possession. And so, like, great. <laughs> Please pay attention to these weirdos. Because if they are already at the point where they're going to, like, break into the palace where the queen lives, like, these are not... People in their right mind. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're probably going to make decisions out of their right mind when they don't get what they want. Yeah. Which is why it's so frustrating reading this because it's, like, just the misogyny of, like, not worrying about it. Yeah, like, how many times does it have to happen before you're like, this is going to keep happening? And, like, we clearly need to fix something. Uh Uh-huh. Because it keeps happening. Mm -hmm. And the queen is, like... Her safety's at risk. Because I don't know how much they think her safety's actually at risk. Because I feel like maybe they're like, oh, they're just goofing around. You know, like they do, like, oh, boys will be boys. Men will be men. And you're like, no, they'll kill me. (laughs) Men are gonna... Men are, like, no offense to men listening, (laughs) but when you're a woman and men are creeping into your house... In through the windows. Men are predators (laughs) to us. And uh, we're in danger. Like, how how comfortable are you at the idea of someone broke into my house to find me? Yeah. What? Like, for what? And then they just let them go. Like, what if the what if that happened to you in real life? Yeah. And the police were just like, "That's fine. That's fine." You know. Well, he probably won't do it again. And like nowadays, you know. Maybe it's not even a man. Maybe your ex-girlfriend's like, I need you. Also, imagine this person broke into the White House and tried to, like, ask Jill Biden to marry him. (laughs) (laughs) And they did it five times. Yeah. And they're just like, well, he probably won't do it again. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Well, he can't do it. And then he followed her to the theater and was like, hey. Like, (laughs) tried to get to her again. Clearly stalking. Yeah. The whole time. Mm, Um, No. 
but he doesn't seem to be charged, really, Don't or get a sentence. He's just, you know, he's goofing. It's just so wild to me. I have these visions in my head of, like, the extreme, extreme discipline on ships in yeah. the military, just to poor people in general. Right. If you're just on the street mm-hmm. and they don't like the look of you. Sure. But these men who are actually creeping on the queen. Yeah. And, and like, the ones who are trying to assassinate her later get punished pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, why aren't we considering this, like, the same level of threat? I don't understand. Uh, Marriage isn't death. Uh, I mean, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Arguable. Marriage isn't death. Um, marriage to this, like, weirdo that creeped in your house could and, be death. And it'd be so easy to stop them. Like, yeah. ha- like have one guy get public lashings. Yep. It'll never happen again. Or, it's or like, somebody who wants lashings. Not for a while. Why Why isn't there a guard that just stands outside her room, specifically? Right. All day. Mm-hmm. Wherever she goes, personal guard. Why? I mean, I say that, but, like, the people we have guarding the U.S. president are also in charge of forgeries and stuff. <laughs> it's true. That was their original purpose. So clearly, very confusing. maybe it's a lot harder than we think it is. Which I learned from someone making a joke, and I thought they were being stupid, and then I was being stupid. Uh, I was like, what? What? Sometime we'll talk about the history of uh, Secret Service. Secret Service. And their forgery t- purpose. Anyway, but that's how bad security is. People are just sleeping right across the hall from her bedroom. People are just wandering in. And people didn't even know he was there. Nobody even knew until they just walked, like, nearby, and then they were like, wait a minute, why is this man here? Nobody saw him go in? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, and we both know it's trash, because we've played Assassin's Creed Syndicate, and you it's really easy to get in the it's palace. Really, it's really easy. You which, can just wander in. <laughs> which I didn't realize was accurate, so good for them. <laughs> That's actually really, they did their research. It's Cause, uh, actually very easy. Because some palaces at Assassin's Creed video games are incredibly hard to get into, and mm-hmm. you have to kill a lot of people to even try. Right. Um, not Buckingham Palace, really easy. Uh, and they even mentioned in the book that they're, like, really low walls. And I was like, true. It's really true. <laughs> very true. Very and it's low walls. Lots of woods. You can just kind of yeah, hide in there. It's really easy. Random um, sheds all over the place. Windows are just open. Just, it's, like, open. It's <laughs> real casual. Just open. Um, but at least in that, you had to be a trained assassin to still get in. This guy <laughs> is a silversmith. He just wanders And he just in. wanders in. Just wandered in. Uh, Flowers gets bailed out by his friends and then tries to go back into the palace again. No, that's when you get executed. What are you doing? And when he gets arrested for that, he bites an officer on his thigh. Uh, what? Probably, like, definitely gave him a disease. How? What were you doing by his thighs? I don't know. Maybe they, like, knocked him to the ground and he got up and bit him on the thigh. He just, like, reached up and he's like, I'm going to get a chunk of that. Yeah. <laughs> a little snack. <laughs> a little snack. Uh, and then the second time his friends don't bail him out because they're like, I'm not wasting money and time on you anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to prison. So, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh, and they aren't sure how he got in uh, in the first place, you know, he the first time. They didn't ask? Probably did, but maybe he just didn't say. I don't know. He had no <laughs> idea like, how a mystery. He, he didn't know. But also, uh, the guards of the palace would regularly find homeless people and drunkards just sleeping in the palace gardens. Oh, my God. Casually. Was this okay to the last king? <laughs> like, yeah. What? All the Has ge- this been happening? All the Georges and Williams were like, whatever. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. We have a homeless problem. They can just sleep in the palace garden. I don't care. What? 
I'm mad. What's going on? My father was mad. <laughs> We're all mad here. Let them sleep yeah, in the garden. It's okay. I sympathize. But no, the, it's too good for the woman. Mm. The little woman can't Homeless. But like, also, how many people broke in during William or George's reign who just wanted to look, like, ask them for marriage <laughs> yeah. and look in their bedroom? No one. No one wanted to marry Nobody. those guys. <laughs> no one Zero wanted people to. did that. Probably. Um... And so then, you know, after Flower, instead of, like, I don't know, fixing the problem uh, in the house, the police force just stations more men there. So instead of her guard doing anything, the police are like, we'll just put more police around that general area. So the next time somebody breaks in, we'll be there faster to get them. Uh, sucking dry the police that are roaming around the rest of the town. That are probably needed to, like, try to help witness murders because that's the only way they're going to be solved. I don't so, know. That's good. I think the rest of the place is, you just got to let it go. It's I too, mean, it's too late for London. What can you do? It's, it's too late. It's too late. It's not fixable. It's not. You just have to wait until it's, I mean, maybe wait like a hundred years. It'll probably be better. They need a new fire or a blitz <laughs> or something. Just wait. It's over. Uh, I really just think they were not prepared for straight men. <laughs> No one is. That's the thing. They're never prepared for straight men. Like, men had been in charge for so long that this wasn't an issue. Yeah. So they're like, well, it'll be the same. They had to look back to, like, Anne and Elizabeth and been like, was this a problem? Oh, this was a problem. It's like, almost definitely it was a problem. Oh, it was a problem. Yeah, Mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we forgot. Mm. It's been a couple seconds. (laughs) It's been a bit. On December 14th, William Cox, who is an incredibly British name, and a very apropos name for the topic. True. He's a porter, uh, up late, just, you know, roaming around doing his job. Mm-hmm. He's at the equerry entrance, uh, which is basically people who are assigned to serve specific members of a royal family are equerries. Sure. Um, I didn't know that word, so I had to look it up. Now you know. He's at that entrance to go into the palace, and then he runs into someone who should, like, not be there leaving the palace. Mm. Uh, I have a quote that said... It appeared to be a boy who was as black as coal and glistened like it had been smeared with some greasy substance. Glistened. I don't like glistened. The features were large and misshapen, the brow protruding and mouth extremely wide. As a stranger stood there in the doorway, silently grinning at him, William Cox must have been fearful that he was being haunted by spring Jack or some other supernatural presence. Or just like a black child? He's not black. Okay, I'm like, kind of sounds like maybe you're being racist no. a little bit. You'll, you'll see in a second. Okay. Um, so before he can react to what's happening to the dark, greasy figure who's just grinning at him creepily, mm-hmm. um, the boy shuts the door and starts running away inside. And so Cox opens the door and calls after him. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was that? And he asks if he's been cleaning the flues because Ugh. he appears to be covered in soot. This is a chimney boy. Yeah. Um, which makes sense because he's covered in it. And then as Cox tries to chase after him, he trips over a set of clothes, a book, and a sword with, uh, like, specific insignia on it. So he knows whose sword it is. Mm. Um, that clearly this boy's stolen from somebody's room. So, like I said, he knows whose sword it is, and he's lost track of the kid because it's dark and he's covered in soot. What's the book? Um, I don't know. This is a book. Oh. 
No, it didn't have like secret ciphers in no, it or not anything. An important it wasn't book. an important clue. It's just, there's a book. Okay, <laughs> I'm disappointed. The sword is the clue, Haley. <laughs> so then he goes up to the room and he knocks on the door, but the man doesn't answer. Uh, but dead. Cox already dead, <laughs> murdered by the child. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cox has a master key, so he opens it up and he finds that the room is covered in soot. That's hilarious. Um, the bed has soot and grease on it that the boy rolled around <laughs> in on the bed, presumably. <laughs> Uh, And there's a bottle of grease on the table. Nice. You know what kind of grease it is? Um, Goose. Bear grease. Oh, why? I don't know. I looked it up, and I guess they used to use it a lot for stuff. And I'm like, how many bears are they killing to get the grease? All of the bears. But I was like, I just assumed it was going to be whale grease or something, you know? There there are no bears left in England. (laughs) They killed them all for the grease. They they out-greased all the bears. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you saw, but on our page, I posted a TikTok of uh, Hank Green, and they, people were asking why they're called sperm whales, and he was, like, explaining, you know, scientifically, like, what the parts of the word mean, and then he's like, and then sperma, because we thought it was sperm that we were taking from them. Mm-hmm. They just had a ton of sperm in them. Spermaceti. And we were like, great, we're going to use that. Thank you. Can use that. And he's like, it's not, but we thought it was. All the so. sperm in its forehead. That's why. I know. Logical. Makes perfect sense. You can tell they didn't ask, like, anyone who didn't have, like, balls <laughs> yeah. to look at this thing. And be like, what is it? What do you think it is? Probably just a whole lot of sperm. Yeah. Men are like it clearly sperm. There's jizz everywhere. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> clearly, what else could it be? Anyway, so he's presumably covered in soot and then drenched himself in grease and then rolled around on the bed to get him all greasy. I mean, on the other hand, like, breaking into the most, like, powerful, like, 1% person's house and just, like, soiling the hell out of yeah. one of their... That's, like... Oh, the dream. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's the dream. Cox uh, wakes up some of the other porters who, and then alerts the sentries to look out for the sooty, greased up boy <laughs> running around. There's a little soot monster running around. A little sooty grease boy. <laughs> and uh, slippery, he'll slip right out. <laughs> Watch out. And he and his fellow men uh, follow the very obvious black footsteps yeah. to his general path. Mm-hmm. Um, and they find them in several halls and in some bedrooms. Oh, my God. Multiple bedrooms. Oh, that's so fun. It's literally like following footsteps. Yeah. And then on the ground floor, um, they find a painting of the queen in the marble hall that's been broken. Mm. On, it's like thrown on the ground, broken, and covered in soot. Yeah. Uh, which means that he was in the marble hall at all, which is like, yikes. It's all over the place. have to do so much cleaning. This <laughs> stupid idiot. Oh, my God. Whose job is it to clean? Are we in charge of the walls? <laughs> Probably somebody else. We're going to wake him up tomorrow. No, that's the marble cleaner boy's <laughs> Obviously, job. The office of wood and forest <laughs> has to clean the marble. But they lift up the painting, and underneath they find two letters that are have soot-covered fingerprints on them. Oh. And one of them is to Mr. Murray. Uh, the man whose sword had been stolen. Mm. And the other is to Queen Victoria. Nice. Which means that he was in her bedroom. Does it? Mm-hmm. That's where her letters, like, were kept. Oh, I thought they were just all behind the portrait. No. Okay. He, these are letters he took, and then he just dropped them, I guess, under the portrait when he broke it. I, I mean, know. if I were working in the palace, I would hire this boy to do this. Just to, like, wake everyone up. Yeah. And, like... We need to do something because the little suit boy <laughs> is wandering around, <laughs> causing a ruckus, stealing people's junk. Uh, luckily, the queen is at Windsor Castle right mm-hmm. 
Um, so she's not in her bedroom. But if she had been, uh, she could have been dead. So yeah, or su- suited, like, su- suited. Really creeped out because he's just grinning at her, all black and greasy and weird, staring at her mm-hmm. like a weird little ghost child. Hey, 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 tee hee, ghost Sk- child who knows how to use Very a creepy. quill <laughs> and paper. He didn't write the letters. Um, who did? These are letters he stole from their bedrooms who, oh, that were to them. That makes more sense. Or that they were sending out. I thought he, like, wrote little letters. No, like, no, 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 no. he you'll he never catch me. took the letters from them oh. and read them. Okay. Yeah. That's why they know he was in her bedroom, because the yeah. letter was in her bedroom. James Stone, who also has a very British name, uh, he's a police constable who was in the area and was waved down by the sentries like, help us, somebody's <clears throat> in the palace and mm-hmm. we can't find him and he's greasy and weird. There's a little grease boy wonder. I, I don't know what to do. He slipped right out. And then Stone hears Cox's story and he's like, lol, did you drink so much, silly old porter man? This sounds <laughs> like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Porter's drunk again. And then Cox is like, come inside and see all the soot. And then he sees it, and he's like, oh, that's weird. The I porter, guess maybe the, you're right. The porter did it. <laughs> just the porter running he around. Lied. He just feet. totally lied. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and then Stone's like, oh, maybe there is a person in here. <laughs> like, I love that his immediate assumption is that it's a lie. Like, just go look first before you're like, you're stupid. <laughs> Idiot. And, like, this is great police work where somebody reports something to you and you immediately <laughs> assume it's a prank. That's why there's so many murders in London. People are like, liar. Lol. No one would ever do that. Yeah, right. Drunk. Hilarious. <laughs> it's like, no, dude. No, they, we are getting there's murdered. actual crime. Please it's actually, inside. you're terrible. Uh, and then in the marble hall, Stone notices movement behind a pillar mm. um, and then motions for everyone to be cool. <laughs> Just like hand motions. <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, yeah, like he's a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Secret hand signals. I'm gonna go this way. I'm gonna go there. Uh, and then he grabs the boy from behind there and is like super grossed out because now he's holding him and he's all greasy and dirty and he's like, ew. And you know it's Victorian era. That's gross. Yeah. And uh, this is just his normal look. <laughs> yeah, he's, this is how he looks all the time. Um, and the boy, still grinning and just being genuinely a nightmare to look at, um, is so greasy that he just slips out of his grasp and <laughs> runs away. <laughs> oh, Pew! who wants to live back in history? It's terrible, just, dude. I mean, as if children aren't creepy enough. Yeah, it's an it's a creepy Victorian boy. Probably an orphan. Yeah. He's greased up like a Babadook, and he's running around <laughs> yeah. unchecked. That's the thing. He Like, the description, he sounds like a horror monster. Mm-hmm. And he just keeps smiling at you, and I'm like, I hate it. I hate Victorian Stop. orphans. <laughs> and he still haunts those halls. He's terrible. To, to this day. Um, sorry, I read something I wrote. It's so stupid sounding. <laughs> Anyway, um, so a chase ensues as Stone is running after him, um, and the boy jumps out a window and oh is, god. like, running on the lawn. Oh, my God. But Stone is faster than him and catches up, and he gets a good hold on him this time, and they take him back inside to oh, examine him. Examine him. Okay. And they check him out and realize that he's wearing two pairs of pants and two coats. That's all he owns. And then what That's I read was <laughs> when they removed his outer pants. <laughs> Which sounds so dumb. His out, like, his out pants. The only way I can describe it. His outside pants from the outside. Um, they find several pair of women's underwear that he was hoarding that fell out. Which, like, 
You know, we find disagreeable now yeah. for, like, boys to go and steal, like, ladies' underwear. Sure. Imagine how people in the Victorian era, how much that is, like, <laughs> a problem to them. And then it's Queen Victoria's underwear that he stole. On the other hand. Like, like how disgraceful. Because, like, they don't have they don't have bras or, like, underwear in the way no. we think of them. But they still consider underwear the same way we do. That yeah. it's, like, you don't see people in their underwear unless it's, like, a very specific circumstance. You know, like, it's it's not appropriate. He was probably just cold. <laughs> this is the only thing keeping him warm on yeah, the winter. Like, I gotta night. steal some Queen Vicky's undies. I, I gotta steal some of those shifts <laughs> and those little, and, little uh, bloomers. <laughs> yeah, a corset or two. Um... And then the boy says his name is Edward Cotton, which mm. is a very British. They just sounding. what is a noun that will be your name? Yes, that will be your last name. Flower Cotton Stone <laughs> Cox Done Cox. Um, and he refuses to tell police how he'd gotten into the palace, how long he'd been there, and why he was there. Just follow the footsteps. He just won't say. They they are so bad at their jobs. Well, they think he got sooty and like greasy in that room. Like wait. Okay. I mean, well, sure. So they don't know how he got in because they don't think he came in with soot on him. So that room was already sooted up? Maybe he got some? I don't know. I'm like, that's wild. <laughs> you just have a soot Not room. sure. A soot room with a bed and stuff just in it? a sooty room. What? That guy's just dirty. That man that you we ran into his room, he's like, perfect, a dirt room. Oh, I love dirt. Um, it reminds me of home. And then Jan goes back to talking about how Queen Victoria... Uh, is not unattractive again. He uses that phrase many times. I can't believe all these old historical men wanted to bang and her. And it just reminds I would me never want to bang her. Yeah, it just reminds me of like Lizzie Borden, like we did that episode about that was just about what she yeah. and her sister look like, mm-hmm. and it was like this is so weird. Like, like who cares? Who, she might be a murderer. <laughs> That's what we should be focused on. Okay, but like, do you care but, if like, she's a murderer? Or is not? she hot though? Like, what conclusion are you trying to go? And I remember to? they said like she didn't have a shapely forehead, and I was like, I don't know what that means. What do you mean? It's like she doesn't have a dent in her forehead. I've never seen someone's forehead and been, like, very unshapely. Very unshapely. I have an unshapely forehead, <laughs> I think. It's too small. Mm. I have a three head. I should have. Yeah. I, like, people are like, I have a five head. I'm like, lucky. Like, I wish. I wish. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm like, please talk about her stalker more and less about how she might be hot in the right lighting. 5.5 out of 10, I guess, you know? Like, why are we talking about, like, but what was she wearing when we should meet? Like, what about these guys who were trying to stalk her? Like, who were creeping on her so hard, please. But, like, were they hot? Why do we? (laughs) Yeah. What about them? Were they, like, Well, this one's a child, so don't know. It's hard to tell. He's covered in black soot. It's true. It's hard to tell. Well, they're like, they're like, it could be 15 or 24. Not sure. One of the, somewhere in there. That's fair. Uh, hard to say. He could be 80. He's, <laughs> who can know? He's a Victorian orphan. We have like no... He's too spry to be 80. He's pretty <laughs> no, good at running. No way to tell. <laughs> uh, like I said, he won't tell them anything. And then they put him in front of the magistrate uh, because they think he'll talk to him <laughs> for some reason. It's literally that scene out of Sweeney Todd where they're just like... Is sentenced to death. <laughs> he's it's like a five-year-old boy. Tiny child. <laughs> he's like, no... <laughs> And he makes it sound like he's like super evil and it's Un- like unrepentant the tiniest <laughs> child. We've tried so many times we keep you. committing dire it's crimes. So um Yeah, pull him before the magistrate. I'm he sure. also refuses be to be like they try to clean him and he won't let them do it. So he goes and sees the magistrate still all sooty and greasy and weird. 
Which I'm like, that's not the way you want to go to the judge, my dude. Like, yeah. I don't think that endears him to you, you know? No. Oh, little, um, little dirty boy. But cool. immediately, Edward starts talking when he sees the magistrate. Oh. He's very willing to talk to him. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And he tells him he came to London a year ago and met a guy who snuck him into the palace, which is how he got in. So he's claiming that he's been in the palace ever since for 11 months. Whoa. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, And they're not sure if he's lying, um, but people at the palace say that he couldn't have been there more than a few days, which I'm like, of course you say that. This does support my idea that someone, like, hired him to be a nuisance, (laughs) though. Possible, or just like make Vicky look bad. Yeah, or just like expose how poorly this thing is operated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible, and that they're like really like uh, you know the people who are saying he couldn't have been there that long are people who will get in trouble really bad if he was there that long. Right. So like, how much do I trust their account? Mm-hmm. We've already heard about this other guy who just walked in and slept in there. So like, why do I think that a guy couldn't have been in there for a year? But like, no one wants to believe that someone's been living in their house uh, mysteriously for months. Yeah. Like, of remember, course not. Remember that? I think it was local. Like, some woman found mm-hmm. out, like, a person was living in her attic. Yeah, it's terrifying. And coming down at night and, like, stealing food. If I have an attic, I'm just going to bolt it up and no, I would never use it. I, I put a hidden camera up there. Sure. Like, I want to catch him at it. <sighs> and then it's a little besooted Victorian boy Who's actually up there. Yeah. What? You just assume the Cretans are going to be, like, in their mid-20s or late 30s. Or, like, 30 area, you know. This is, like, he's 14. And that orphan was Alfred. Was me. (laughs) Alfred. You mean Albert? Albert. (laughs) Alfred's her son. And then it it was her son. (laughs) She's not married yet. (laughs) How does she have 14-year-olds from the future? Who's going to, he's like, Mom, don't let me get murdered in Australia. And she sends him anyway. <laughs> Mama, please. Please don't. She's like, no, you've always been my least favorite. I hate you, dude. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> Covered in soot. <laughs> stealing my underwear. I've Gross. always hated you. Gross. Um, no, it was probably Albert. Yeah. It was Prince Albert. Yeah. <laughs> and he's 14. <laughs> yeah. He's like way younger than her for no reason. Like, I am the one who will marry her. And she's like, agreed. <laughs> you know, he wants him the you most. You know what? Nailed it. <laughs> He really got to my personal interest. I need a sneaky boy, and he's <laughs> sneaky. Uh, so journalists who uh, have heard of him, uh, like his meeting with the magistrate, they're journalists there, uh, and they note that he sounds intelligent, uh, this young boy, <laughs> that he's making a lot of jokes Yeah, to the magistrate, and he seems to be just enjoying the attention in general. I, he's having a good time. I kind of like him. Um, I want, I want, I want to like him because I don't think he's in my brain still. He's just like some kid who's like, I'm doing it for the fun, for the lols, for sure. the lols, and I might be a prince. <laughs> I might be a prince. You never know. Um, the investigators assume he snuck in as a chimney sweep, which mm-hmm. is like why he can be sooty and weird, mm-hmm. and like that's probably the youngest people they're hiring at the palace. I would assume little little people who fit inside chimneys. Yeah. And Edward claims to have slept in the chimneys in the day and then to walk around freely at night, mm. which confuses me because then I'm like, are you sleeping upright? Like stand? Or just like kind of like scrunched up? Or like in the corner at the bottom? But then you're not like in the chimney. Like I don't what know. if they light the chimney? Yeah. There's you, that too. Do you cook? I don't know. What do you do? Seems like pretty bad. I guess he's only been there for. Or you like suffocate? Six months, so it's possible it's the summer and he, they're he not. He says eleven months. Oh, 
Like, some of that would have been when it's cold, But I feel like. Yeah. Well, and this is part of why they're like, I don't think he was here very long. I think he's just lying. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at first, also, when they asked him how long he'd been there, he said 11 years. Oh, how? You're five. And then he dialed it down what? to months. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, six years old. What do you? No, he's, they determined he's 14. Okay. Yeah. So he, so if he was there for 11 years, yeah. he would have gotten there when he was three. When I was three years old. <laughs> he's the ghost haunting. I've been crawling And it's like, that's way walls. before Victoria. So, yeah. like, weird. And, like, why did anyone notice that long? So that they're pretty sure he's lying. He's, um, he's actually a secret sibling. More, yeah. More likely he's been there for, like, a handful of days. He if, is like, a secret a prince. He could, <laughs> he could still be a secret prince. He's not. Yes. Um... So, uh, like, I seriously just watched someone play this horror game. Yeah. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it it was called Mother. And you have to, like, uh, you've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, your son Tommy's in the wall and he's a goblin now. That's literally (laughs) this. It's this. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, They thought he might have snuck in with other workers and they had them all come, like, look at him. But none of the workers recognize him. So that's another, you know, uh like, tally for, like, probably hasn't been there very long if none of them have seen him at all. Yeah. And then the police open it up to the public, and which sends just a ton of people their way because they just want to look at him because they're like, who's this boy yeah. who broke into the thing? Who's this little goblin And boy. I was like, maybe, like, post a drawing of him and, like, a description before you just invite people to come to the police station <laughs> to stare at a boy. It's just a dark circle with a smile on it. <laughs> Cheshire cat face, and you're like, is, you know this boy? Uh, we really need to pay our, like, ink print people better. Yeah. Um, so a man arrives named Henry Jones, and he claims that the boy is his son, uh, Edward, and the police are like, is he? Uh, not sure. Is because he? they think maybe someone would claim him just because... Uh, for, you know, fame. Yeah. Because they just, they just want a free child. Sure. Or just they'll just let him out and then, like, leave him alone and then he'll be a little miscreant again. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have them meet and Henry seems really happy to see the boy. Um, and he says he kicked him out of the house and then regretted it. Um, and yeah. that's how he ended up in the palace, I guess. I mean, I don't. Doesn't sound like the kid regretted. He's like, now I live in the palace, and it's then way better. Uh, I have to tell you this: uh, that the quote is that Edward looked at him um, as truculent as ever. Truculent. Truculent. What does it even mean? I had to look it up yeah. because uh, that doesn't look like a word, and I thought it was going to be truculent because that's what it looks like. But it's truculent, like succulent. Um, and I guess it means that he looks like he wants to fight. Truculent. But Jan, at the point where I am in the book, like 20-ish percent into it, and I say percent because Kindle, mm-hmm. um, has used the word truculent at least four times. Um, that's too many times. Yeah. I'm going to call it here. That's a too many? That's too many. I'm the ref on the field. Too many uses of truculent. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, I did have to look up corpulent because I couldn't remember what it meant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think you should be using corpulent, truculent, and these things. Because this book appears to be for, like, the masses, kind of. Mm-hmm. And not specifically for, like... Uh, like academic, yeah, style. academic research. Yeah, it it feels more like it's supposed to be for everybody. Um, Truculent. So it's weird to me that you're using words like this because that doesn't make it accessible. Well, how else would you know how smart? Yeah, he is? he's a genius. 
Like I so can, you gotta know. I understand corpulent. That's a little bit more mainstream. Sure. I've never heard of truculent. Um, oh, and I can tell you the name of the book now. It's called Queen Victoria Stalker: The Strange Story of the Boy Jones. <laughs> the Boy which Jones. Which is his name. So, spoiler alert, that is his dad. Not the Dow Jones, the boy Jones. The boy Jones. (laughs) The other, Um, the other, uh, what's it called? Money fiction? The, like, magic that they pretend to have over the economy. What is that called? Wall Street. That's what. What? I was trying to, I was trying to, because. Money fiction? Like, the Dow Jones, but the boy Jones. Uh Uh-huh. And then I couldn't I couldn't think of a word for Dow like Jones I is. couldn't think of stock market. Ah. That's what I couldn't the think of. The money fiction. It's not real. <laughs> There's no money involved. Uh, there is, because you buy stocks. No like no, but it's all fiction. it's fake. I mean money's fake. It's all fake. Sure. It's all based on lies. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the point is, um, don't use truculent. Yeah. Nobody knows what it means. I'm not impressed. It's annoying because then I have to look it up. Um, and it doesn't make you sound smart. It just makes it sound like you, like, spend a lot of time looking in a thesaurus or, like, Googling, like, how can I use this word or, like, fancy word for this. It doesn't sound like what it means, you know? Nothing like what it means. Right. So it's just weird. Uh, and it's, like, my pet peeve because, like, our whole podcast, like, the point of it, you know, one, I should say one of the points, I guess, mm-hmm. but one of the main points is to make history, like, accessible, right. which is why we read books where people say truculent four times. <laughs> truculent. And we tell you what it means and we don't use that word because, I mean, yeah. you know, I could be using very intelligent, like, astute language and I choose not to because... As- astute. Exactly. Astute. Because... It doesn't assist in, like, communicating. Right. It doesn't make you want to learn. There's a reason that people don't like reading history books, and it's because they're difficult. People make them difficult intentionally. And they're boring. And they're boring. So, like, it's annoying when they do this. I'm like, please don't. And also, just, it's not good writing. Mm Mm-hmm. It isn't. I just, ah, my new... This isn't a novel, my dude. Most hated word, truculent. Truculent. Four times. Gross. Like, in four times? One time, it was... Uh, the page after a page I had just read. No. Two pages in a row. It's bad writing. You can't do Stop. it. Stop. It's like when you know you overuse a word as a writer, you do like... Control F. Control F. You find it and you whittle it down. And you see how many times you used it and you look at the thesaurus and pick other words or you take the sentence out or something. Imagine truculent being one of your Truculent. Words. Yawn. Hey, Yawn, <laughs> it's your editor here. I noticed that you <laughs> used, used truculent. What if he used it way more than four, and four is what they, <laughs> they like, got it down on. to? It's possible. It's like, you used truculent like 50 times, my dude. We got it. He's like, I refuse. Four <laughs> times, those are necessary uses. There's no way I couldn't use them there. There's no other word that could no. possibly fit in. Truculent is what I mean in my soul. <laughs> I will not budge on these four uses. I want to say, too, I do appreciate the book. I'm not trying to be mean to him, but I am going to be critical of how he's writing this. I don't want to be mean to him, but we are being very mean to him. (laughs) He's making it too easy. Stop it, Jan. You should be a faster target if you don't want to get hit. And honestly, where's your editor? Make them fix this. We shouldn't be being mean to the editor. (laughs) I just don't know who they are. (laughs) Anyway, um... So they're still not sure if Henry is his dad, even though he looks like he wants to fight him, so it's probably his dad. (laughs) 
That's how you know. He's a teenager. If you just randomly want to fight a man, that's your dad. When the man comes in and he's like, oh, son, I miss you. And you, the kid looks like he wants to punch him in the face. That's probably his dad. You son of a bitch. You get out. I hate you. You kick me out of the house. Yeah, it's his dad. That's probably his dad. And the police are like, I don't know. So Henry tells them that Edward works for this guy, uh, that he's an apothecary, and he's apprenticing for him. That's like a good job. Yeah. That's not even like the usual Victorian orphan work where you're like yeah. underground. He's not an orphan. His parents. <laughs> he wishes he was an orphan. They just, his dad kicked him out because he's being lazy and then he was like, fine, I'll never come back. And his dad like looked for him and he couldn't find him. Like, and then he went to the palace and hid like a weirdo. You're not in the factories. You're not no. like Oliver twisting yourself. Mm-mm. You work in a pot. That's like a good job. And it's and you know he's working when he's fourteen, which sucks. But it's also you know Victorian England, so that's normal. And his family's poor. He's the oldest of seven kids, and he's a boy. Ugh. So like they're gonna make you work. Yeah. Um. His dad's also pretty old. Like I think at this time he's like fifty years old, Ugh. which is very old because his youngest kids are his twin daughters who are two. That's two, no. Yeah, and seven kids. No. So like he needs the help because he's like old and can't do all this physical labor so much. Uh he's a tailor. But uh clearly that's not what's going on. But um the guy comes to check out Edward, you know, like, they, they talk to the apothecary and say, like, hey, do you know this kid? And he comes, and he's like, yeah, he works for me. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, story checks out, you're probably his dad. Because <laughs> you know where he works. <laughs> uh, seems to hard. To, it's hard to do parental tests back in the day. Yeah. There's no paperwork. It's like, it's probably. <laughs> I mean, only... number one, kid looks like he wants to punch him. Number two, he knows where he works. That's his dad. Just got to look for the rage in his eyes. Nailed That's it. how you know. <laughs> That's his dad. That's his dad. Um, So... Edward Jones is charged with multiple crimes, but all of them are about the stuff he took from that guy's room. Panty stealing. None of them are about Queen Victoria at all. They uh, they probably don't want to mention it. Yeah, at I'm all. not sure. It seems very weird. Like you never want to be the one to admit that the queen's panties got stolen by a child. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> it's not. You can't put that it doesn't in the paper. Look good. Writing about it in public's probably treason. Right. And his dad is like stupid poor. Yeah. So. All of the poor people in his neighborhood team up and hire a lawyer for Edward. Oh. Um, with the most British name, William Prendergast. Whoa. <laughs> Here we, we're just ascending. Yeah, Flower, stone, get Cotton. out of the way. Prendergast. Prendergast. <laughs> um, and Prendergast is like half lawyer, half comedian, because the whole time they're in court, he's cross-examining witnesses and like making fun of them. I mean, on the same, stand. same. And all I have to say is, objection, Your Honor, badgering the witness, uh, relevance. <laughs> um, excuse me? Uh, badgering me? Badgering yeah. you, the, Ins- the judge? Insulting everyone in court, objection, Your Honor. But also, uh, we don't. I don't know how English courts Maybe work. Maybe you're allowed to do They're that. very mysterious. Maybe at the time you're allowed. You're definitely not allowed to do that here. They'll get real mad. I don't think, I feel like it's probably frowned upon just because, well, I don't know. You're not allowed to make fun of, like, their their uh, politicians, yeah, like when, true. when they're in right. session. But maybe that's that's a different tier. They than still like, wear wigs at court. They have to not <laughs> let you make fun of people. They take themselves so seriously. Right. You have to be so proper. I can't believe you still have to wear the wigs. Yeah, and the and like the outfits too. Like do they, they they don't wear suits. I think they wear robes too. Like do, the lawyers. Do they 
Do they keep making new wigs, or do people wear wigs that have been in use since, I think like, they make new ones. The 1700s. I think they make new polyester ones. And I don't think they're old school. They're, like, weaved out of real human <laughs> hair. So disgusting. I agree, but imagine. <laughs> Gross. Just knowing that, like, a hundred men have worn this wig. And it, like, gives you lice every time you wear it. The sweat and dead skin disgusting of the ages. But specifically Prendergast is uh cross-examining this German guy who has a super thick accent that works at the palace. Nice. And he keeps pronouncing a certain thing funny and Prendergast like makes fun of him openly in court for it I mean, for his accent. That's kind of a low hanging target. Yeah. Uh I'm not all about that. It's, it's Yeah, so it's like some of it you're like, okay, like he's just kind of goofing around. And like people in court are laughing. Like they're enjoying it. And this is kind of a weird situation. But then, yeah, he's just making fun of this German guy for his accent and like mm-hmm. being a dick about it. And I'm just like, okay, maybe don't be rude. <laughs> okay. No, you're just being mean. Um, well, not allowed to be mean to the Germans. Half the royalty is okay. already German. You can't do you it. You can't. And when it's Prendergast's turn... Uh, to make an argument, he basically says the boy just wanted to see the beauty of the palace for once in his life. <laughs> and and he, he did. All the stuff he wrecked was just good boy fun. And oh, I hate it. The he worst. Just, and the stuff he took was like souvenirs. It was just, he's just being a kid. Whoa, boy. souvenirs. But it had nothing to do with Vicky. Boys will be boys. I hate it. I mean, I Disgusting. do. I do hate that. On it's the terrible. On the other hand, <laughs> I also hate. The monarchy. <laughs> I also hate the monarchy, and I hate that uh, no one in his community is ever getting out of poverty, probably. Right. So, like, sure, steal the queen's bloomers. I don't right. care. But, yeah, I don't like the defense of just, like, oh, boys will be boys, you know? Yeah. it's, like, what if this was not in Vicky's house? What if this was in, like, a random poor girl's house? Mm-hmm. This would not even be happening. Right. And he could have murdered her. Mm-hmm. So, and he could have done anything. Yeah. And it would have been fine. So, uh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Edward uh, has his former boss as a character witness who says he'll hire him back right away because he really likes him. And also William Reed, who uh, he's known basically his whole life, um, says, like, that's a good boy. William Reed's also a very British name. <laughs> it is. And uh, the judge gives the jury instructions on voting, but basically tells them outright that he thinks Edward's not going, like, he didn't intend to steal anything. How do you, what? Which no. he had things in his hands. He was wearing the stuff. <laughs> and also, like, uh, breaking and entering, Your Honor, trespassing uh, on royal land, is was, that not a crime? Oh, it was an accident. Excuse me for that. There don't appear to be trespassing laws yet, I guess. And I'm like, please write some. On the other hand, if uh, you weren't allowed it. to go into the palace, maybe they would have guards or something. I guess. They don't. I mean, they do, but they don't. They, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they do, but they are ineffectual. So the jury votes not guilty. Uh, what a strange thing. Very confusing. Because, like, clearly he is guilty. It's just, like, <laughs> yeah, make the punishment not that severe. Yeah. If you don't care. But they're like, no, he didn't do it. Well, like, he did do it, He though. totally did it. They, the, the they're like, his lawyer was funny. <laughs> He's innocent. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not how court work. The crime is funny and so is the... (laughs) I wish I could go back in time to be a lawyer when you just get to be a comedian and make jokes and then they're like, he's a great lawyer. (laughs) I'd be so good at lawyering. (laughs) It'd be amazing. Just make memes (laughs) about the whole thing all the time. Meme your way through court. (laughs) It's awesome. 
What are they going to do? He's just like, yeah, isn't it hilarious how he rubbed himself in grease and soot all over? Lol. (laughs) Your Honor, clearly this is hysterical. Amazing. (laughs) So funny. So, of course, the whole thing is ridiculous, and people make a ton of satire and old-school meme time out of it. Yeah. Uh, in the newspapers and and like and they like write plays about it and stuff that are funny. <laughs> oh, I gotta like read me that. Plays. I gotta read me a play. Um, I'll I'll have to look and see what the name is. I don't remember. But um, Edward goes back to work with a bunch of people and like people keep stopping by to like just look at him. Mm-hmm. They're creepy. And um, they give his dad tips to like look at him, which is very disturbing. But his dad takes them because mm-hmm. he owes money to those people for the lawyer fund. Yeah. So he's like, all right. Um, including Fenimore Cooper, who wrote Last of the Mohicans. He's mm. just around. He's just wandering around. I'm here. Hi, Fenimore Cooper. Hello, it's me, <laughs> Mr. Cooper. And I'm like, okay. You might know me from my work, Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> and they're like, what? Oh. Uh, and according to a newspaper article, he called Edward's dad to tell his him that his son would have great success in America, he thought. Uh, and Americans, I was like, thanks, dude. Like, yeah. we don't need more boys willing to break into offices and scare the ever-loving out of people. <laughs> like, I'm good. What we need to do, we need to send him to America and then just ship him to the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. Put him to work on the railroads. Good luck. Um... And uh, Cooper says he'll even take Edward himself and take care of him because he's a weirdo. What a weird crossover. He's like, I I really see myself in this child, I guess. I'm like, oh, you're a creepo too? Pitch black covered in grease. Psycho. Smiling like a a cryptid in the dark. They're just like, men are so weird. Stealing women's underwear. I don't understand them being like, (laughs) this boy's got a future. I'm like, this boy? He's got grit. I, he's he feels American to me. He got that spirit yeah. of uh, disrespect and women. I'll take your son from you if you want. Weird. That's what we like to see in a young man <laughs> coming so, up. So they do meet, um, but uh, Cooper is surprised that the boy has like a terrible attitude, which like lol. Uh, and Edward says he's not going anywhere with Cooper, uh, which is very fair because this is basically consented kidnapping from his dad. Mm-hmm. So like I wouldn't go either. Um, but then uh, Edward gets fired from his job, and then he gets a new one and gets fired from that one too because he's lazy. And his dad is mad because he still owes money to the neighbors. Um, mm-hmm. And then. Uh, Back to Vicky in October 1839, it's announced that Victoria is going to marry Albert, who is the prince of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha, which are t- two tiny parts of Germany. Uh, and since England hates foreigners at the time, uh, they're all like, ew, why would you not marry an Englishman? Mm-hmm. Uh, a newspaper even posts an article about the best eligible ones for the queen to marry in England. All the English people are just like, but I want a banger. But I, why would she marry a German guy? Because y'all, y'all suck right now, okay? <laughs> You're terrible. Sit down, put your dicks back in your pants, mm-hmm. and listen to your queen. Knock it off. She's going to marry whoever she wants. Um... Also, all the weirdos who try to come to her house seem like very nice Englishmen. You could marry those <laughs> why guys. Wouldn't, why wouldn't you marry one of these? And I'm gentlemen. like, I'd import one too if this is how they're going to be at home. Jeez. Um, but in February 1840, they obviously get married anyway mm-hmm. um, and are generally very happy. Uh, I have to rant real quick. I wrote in here for myself that I need to rant about uh, cousin marriage for a minute mm. because 
I feel like a lot of the time people are like, did you know this famous person married their cousin? Like, how yeah. creepy is that? And it's like, it really depends on the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it feels like they're trying to be like, you know, your fave, they're weird because they married their cousin. <laughs> right. Which, like, this is... Uh, a, to me, this is a special circumstance because she's royal specifically. So she's going to be married. They've intermarried related. for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are all related. Um, like, only your cousin, you're doing pretty good. And also, like, you know, there is a moral reason why people don't think you should marry your cousins. But uh, there's also, like, part of it is, like, viability of your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, they were fine. They had a ton of children yeah. who were all very healthy, pretty much. You you can marry your cousin if you want. Never marry your sibling. Yeah. No, of course or not. Or your, like, disturbing and kids. Prob- yeah. don't, um, don't do that. Right. But especially in, like, the Victorian era, I'm like, ah, who cares, really? Um, but, especially if it's only, like, once. Yeah. Like, if that same line continually... Mm-hmm. Married cousins that's and like uncles, nieces, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get like real bad inbreeding. And right. We'll do an episode about that one day. Right. I mean, and I mean, I sort of did when we talked about the blue people, right? The blue people, because yeah. they had like had such a small group that that's uh, part of why they kept getting that recessive gene that made them blue. A non non royal example. Yeah. Um, but the same concept. But it's like, I've also heard this, like, people be like, did you know FDR and Eleanor Roosevelt were cousins? They're fifth cousins. They're Mm -hmm. not cousins. You aren't related to people who are your fifth cousin. Mm -hmm. When you say someone married their cousin, you mean they married, like, your parents, siblings, child. You don't mean fifth cousin. Right, like, by the time you get to... That's not... You're not related. (laughs) Like, if you've ever signed up for one of those DNA testing things... Yeah. You'll get messages from... You know, your fifth, sixth cousin, like, I've never even heard of, like, that side of the family. They don't have the same last name. Like, they live somewhere and you've never heard of them at all. They Mm -hmm. don't go to your reunions. You're not related to them, like, in a way that would be a problem for you to marry them. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I I was looking up examples of, like, people who marry their cousin, right? Uh, And one of them was, like, Albert Einstein married his first cousin. But, like, the problem with that for me is less that he married his first cousin and that he started, like, hooking up with her when he's still married because he's just, like, gross. (laughs) And so I'm like, there are reasons to call out these people for, like, doing bad things that aren't marrying their cousin, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, there's other things that are a problem. Whereas, the only person I'm like, you definitely should call him out for marrying his cousin is Edgar Allan Poe, because he married his 13-year-old cousin when he was 27. Yeah. His first cousin. That's... Um, But most of that is because she's 13. Yeah. He's marrying a child. Like, you couldn't wait. Yikes. Even... That he's related to. It's, like, Mm -hmm. real big yikes. Like, if so. you were old enough to remember their birth in the family. Yeah. He's older than her than she's been alive. Yeah. She's 13. He's 14 years older than her. That's not okay. Yikes. That's not okay. <laughs> it's awful. So, like, yeah, if you want to, you know, dislike a historical figure, go for it. Uh, I just think this is a weird point to make. Mm-hmm. And people use it to invalidate, like, Victoria's marriage, like, her very happy marriage to her husband, yeah. which is upsetting to me. Because, like, they royals are almost never, like, happily married in the past. And she really liked him. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, but they're cousins, so it's gross. And it's like, it's not... It's fine. Anyway, I don't want to marry any of my cousins. Yeah, same. But uh, don't be weird about it, I guess. Like, things are... It's whatever. Anyway, so a couple years go by, and Vicky and Albert have kids. They have their first kid, uh, who's baby Victoria. Very cute. Baby. I love immediately name your daughter after you. (laughs) 
That's the move. That's the move. Adorable. Um, but of course, they are royal, so uh, she's she... got midwives to help take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just hanging out. And then on December 3rd, 1840, um, Mrs. Lily, who's watching child named Victoria, hears a door creaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody should be awake. Mm. So she's like, what is that? Because uh, it's like 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So the only person who's awake is her with the baby. Yeah. Um, and so she opens the door and says, who's there? And nobody answers, but she sees the queen's dressing room door being opened by someone on the inside. No. Uh, she calls out again, like, who's there? No. And then sees the door shut from the person no. who's still in there. No. Yeah. So then she calls for backup, and she, a page, and German Baroness Lezen, who is essentially a nanny for Queen Victoria, that I guess Albert, like, hates her. <laughs> he calls her, like, um, what what was it? It was, like, the palace dragon or something. Oh, my God. Like, he thinks she's really scary and terrible and Incredible. should not be around their kid. And Vicky's like, no, I need her. <laughs> Shut up. I need her. Uh, and uh, she's going to prove her worth in just a second. I love her already. She's wonderful. <laughs> um, but so they go in the room and they look around and they don't see anything. But it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the page looks under the sofa and then backs up quickly looking like he's seen a ghost. No. He's very scared. Nah. And um, he's still on the ground being scared. Uh, the Baroness moves the sofa and the midwife grabs the boy, uh, who just grins at them and doesn't even try to get away. Oh, God. I hate it. Yeah. Put him to death <laughs> at once. <laughs> Kill this boy. I love that, like... Can't do it. Uh, the guy, like, looks at her. He's like, oh, no. And the ladies are like, come here, you little Because <laughs> at first when I wrote it, I thought the page was the one who grabbed him. Mm-hmm. And so I, like, checked to make sure I was correct. And it was like, mm-mm, no. Baroness moves the furniture. Midwife grabs the boy. And I'm like, no. <laughs> they say move. She actually, like, picked it up and <laughs> yeah, threw, threw it. it across. Threw it across the, dragon the room. of the palace. <laughs> the ladies are like, awake. <laughs> the page is like, no. Oh, no. Scared. A ghost. <laughs> I hate it. Um, and they aren't sure whether or not to tell Vicky, um, because they don't want her to be scared. Yeah. Uh, and her dressing room is right next to her bedroom, and then on the other side of her dressing room is the baby's room. Yeah. So they're like, uh-oh. Um, how is this, like, one little twerp better than any actual assassin? He's an assassin, I guess. I think he might be an assassin. <laughs> must be what's happening. They should kill him. Uh, I agree. <laughs> But um, they tell Albert, and they were like, should we tell Vicky? And then Albert tells Vicky. So good communication in their relationship. Yeah. Appreciate it. And uh, Vicky writes about it, ending with, we have since heard that he was in the palace once before. So they didn't tell them last time. Oh. And was half-witted and merely come out of curiosity. Mm. But supposing he had come into the bedroom, how frightened I should have been. Yeah. Mrs. Lily showed the greatest presence of mind, and so did my dear Lesson. So she's like, the women were wonderful. They're not going anywhere. Be quiet, Albert. I don't care if you like her. And um, what if he came and attacked me? Maybe we should deal with that. Who needs uh, guards or, like, attack dogs when you have... A German baroness. A German baroness and, like, (laughs) your heroic midwife who just, like, they turn into, like, demons. They're like, we're going to get you. (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. It's amazing, dude. I was like, hell yeah. Anyway, this is what happens when you have... uh, Boys will be boys attitude. Yeah. And you don't address it. Do it again. Um, so this time they decide instead of sending him to court, they're going to send him to Privy Council. 
Um, um, that sounds less bad. So, but Privy Council, from what I know from other uh, like royal things, is a group of the Queen's advisors mm. who are going to judge him instead of a jury. Okay. So this is uh, more archaic for them to do this. He's not going to be represented. More more biased. Yeah. yeah. He, he's not represented by anybody, and he's basically not allowed to talk. Mm-hmm. So they're just going to talk to it's him like and a, gather information. Like a domestic royal court-martialing. Yeah. The closest I can think is, like, if in the U.S., instead of having a trial, the cabinet uh, were the ones to decide what was going to happen to you, mm-hmm. which is, like, not technically equivalent, but it's, like, the closest thing I can think of for a modern thing. Yeah. And it would be a huge problem in the U.S. People would be very mad. <laughs> Uh, but it's seen as like an old thing. Like this is something the Tudors used to do. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's they're it's very weird. It's, so also yeah. like a lot of the journalists are like, why would they do that? Because like you know they ask like what's going on because they hear about it from like you know probably palace guards they're bribing, and then they're like, oh he's just gonna privy council, and they're like, why? Like yeah, that's like, really why? weird. And they know it's the same guy, and they were at the last trial, a lot of them. So they're like, hmm, there's got to be something bad happened, or else they wouldn't do it this way. We don't want to waste the taxpayers' money. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. We're doing it ourselves on our own money. It's for you. Except for the taxes you pay go into our <laughs> pocket, so technically it's still your money. Yeah. Um... And this time he hadn't stolen anything. He had no weapon. And they were pretty sure they couldn't get a jury to convict him because of that. Because, like I said, I guess trespassing is not illegal. Like, breaking into the queen's room isn't an issue that's legal? Yeah. But if it is legal, why are you trying him? And, like, the last guy who was, like, sleeping outside her room, like, he went to an asylum. Right. So, like, what? Is it just because he's a child? Like, I don't know. How many years after the first one is this? couple. Okay. So, yeah. so he's like 17, 16-ish. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Don't matter. So yeah, write, some, matter. write some trespassing laws, please. <laughs> uh, and then the Whig party is in charge at the time, mm-hmm. and nobody likes him. Uh, so they're worried that if this comes out that he was in there again, and like where he was specifically, because he was so close to her and her child, that uh, they're not going to get reelected. They, and they're going to look ineffective because of it, like at protecting the queen, which they completely are. And so uh, they are like, we got to get the boy on something, you know. So, like, if he goes to trial yeah. a jury again, that, like, their government, like, their party government's not going to succeed anymore. Um, so it is politically motivated. I'm like, which makes me think, you know, like you said, somebody might have hired him. I'm like, it's possible mm-hmm. that, like, it would be smart for the other, like, main party, uh, which I think is the Tories at the time, yeah. to hire him to do this to make them look bad because they're so close to, like, being in charge. So I'm like, I wish that's what happened. <laughs> I don't know of it because it's brilliant. Yeah. Um, instead of him just being a little weirdo, but I don't actually know yet. Mm-hmm. Um... But they're also worried that the queen, like, was naked in front of him, maybe, because he's in her dressing room and they don't know how long he was in there. Or that she's, like, hooking up with Albert or something that he might have seen, which would be very unseemly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'd be super... Or or that he'll lie and say that happened. Sure. So that either way, it's not provable, but that, like, he'll, it's going to make them look bad. He'll, like, slander them or whatever. Yeah, and nobody wants to know that somebody had seen the queen naked who's not supposed to. So they're, like, real worried about that, too. So they don't want him in a court because then the journalists are going to be allowed to be there. Sure. Makes, so they're, like, we'll... Makes sense. Do it ourselves. Yeah. 
And at the Privy Council, he receives no representation, like I said. Basically, don't let him talk. And he says this time he, like, they they do ask him, like, how he gets in. And this time he says he scaled the palace garden walls, which I said already were like two feet tall. I don't know why they say we're using the word scale. Scale. I stepped over the wall. <laughs> and then he went in through an open window and then crept around looking for food, trying to stay hidden. Uh, he says he snuck into the servants' quarters and slept under someone's bed <sighs> until they were gone to sleep. And then he got up and went to find something to eat. Mm. Which, yeah, I'm like, he is an actual, like, evil horror monster gremlin, just like actual horror under your bed yeah. sneaking around being a creep. <laughs> I would be so much more willing to like have pity on him because like I'm sh- maybe mm-hmm. you are just really hungry. Sure, yeah, he does seem hungry. But then like why do you keep going to the queen's room? Yep. Again and again. Uh-huh. And like stealing her underwear, you're being weird. You seem very smarmy when you're caught too, yeah. which I don't like. Like he's all smiley and I don't I hate that. Right. It's like, if he was just hungry, you'd be like, okay, clearly we need to fix that. If he just broke into the kitchen and left, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even be mad. Yeah, or just, like, found somewhere in the kitchen to just, like, live. But he's, like, creeping next to her, like, where she gets dressed and, like, where her baby is. And I'm like, no, 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 no. 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 There's no food in there. What nope. are you doing? Yeah. Um, like I said, he slept under the person's bed and then got out to go get food. And then he says he got some soup, and he went to the throne room, sat on the throne, touched a bunch of stuff he's not supposed to touch with his nasty, (laughs) grubby hands. That's also fair. Okay. I I mean, okay. And then he went to find Vicky. Yeah. That's Um, that's the part where it falls uh, apart. And he guesses that he spent several hours under that sofa. Like, why? I don't know. Being a weirdo. Sometimes when you're in a creeping game and, like, the guards just keep coming by, and you're like, well, I'm going to be here for a while. I guess I live here now. Good thing I brought this potato. In amnesia, you hide in, like, the, <laughs> yeah. the like, uh, wardrobes, and then you're like, oh, peek out. So can then I Then you hear the music, and you're like, no, nope, no, 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 no. I guess I'm another, living here. Another hour. I guess I'm <laughs> sleeping in this wardrobe. And I will never get my courage back. I should just shut the game off. <laughs> I guess we're done. Good game. <laughs> um, but uh, the Privy Council yells at Edward's dad for not controlling his son. <laughs> and then they sentence Edward to three months of hard labor. That's it. Hmm. Uh, and after he's sentenced, they retrace his steps to see if it's, like, possible that sure. he can get in. Uh, and all the windows have, like, bolts and bar locks on them. But they notice that the servants are basically not using them at all. Mm. Like, they're just leaving their windows open casually. Yeah. So, like, 100% it could have just gone in there. Uh, later, he'll say that it was through the chimneys. But they're pretty sure every time he says that, he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe he hangs out in there to hide. But that, sure. not that he's coming in and out that way. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. How do you, like, spider climb up? Absolutely <laughs> right. not. This tiny starving child? No. So journalists find out that he's in prison and where he is, uh, and Edward tells them that he snuck in uh, with the intent of writing a book about, mm-hmm. like, the goings-on in the palace. Great. And he points out that one of the guys who tried to assassinate Vicky had a way better life once he was in an asylum than he did before, which is true and presumes that he's like, maybe this will get me out of... Uh, like my terrible life, mm-hmm. that I'm like, you just try to shoot at her because that's what other people do. <laughs> that seems to work. Yeah. Unless you're one of the random people that she kills afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So you really flip a coin yeah, on that one. 50 50. <laughs> but he gets out of prison and his dad tries to get him work, but nobody wants him for obvious reasons. And uh, the only guy interested in him uh, wants to take him out, like him be a sailor on his boat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says no. And I'm like, fair because boats are evil. And like, wouldn't want to be on a boat. He only has any 
he's like he's the perfect troubled child in that he can't focus on what he needs to do. Yeah. Uh, and he only has like he's only inspired to have energy and have plans when it's doing something illegal, terrible, or yeah. just like interesting, something that actually keeps his dopamine levels up. And you cannot have that on a ship. No, people actually need to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, or else everyone could die. Mm-hmm. So it's that's not going to work. <laughs> Uh, and then he tells his father he's going to a Methodist church on March 15th, 1841. Okay. And on March 16th, he's discovered, uh, you guessed it, in Buckingham Palace. He did it again. He's found by Sergeant uh, either Glover or Clover. I'm not sure because one of them is a misspelling in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they only say it twice as far as I read. So I don't we know which one's correct. need to find whoever edited this. I think this might be an ebook problem because mm-hmm. when you translate That's it to true. an ebook, sometimes things get messed up. That's true. I don't think the truculent is that problem. Imagine. I do think this spelling <laughs> error is that problem. The- so I'm going to give them this one. This is okay. The Kindle software keeps turning words into truculent. Every word is truculent. Every third word is truculent. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Very strange software Weird programming. <laughs> we really need to get our coders in on that. Um, my favorite part of this, so yeah, either Sergeant Glover or Clover uh, finds Jones in there, Edward, um, and he's part of the Anti-Boy Jones Task Force, uh, ooh. which is supposed to prevent him from getting in the building. <laughs> he already failed. Yeah. Mm. So they're patrolling around looking for him, and then they find him, at least, God, pretty quick, I would love to seems. be part of the Anti-Boy <laughs> Jones Mission Task Force. <laughs> You're on the Anti-Boy Task Force. Hell yeah. Somebody sent us an email recently that reminded us like how much we used to say boy about everything. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because this kid's name, like his nickname is Boy Jones. And I've barely said boy, except we, for like actual yeah. where it makes sense. We need to start. We need to bring boy back. He's a, like I said, he's a greasy, sooty boy. He is. Just a nasty, rowdy boy. <laughs> um, but... Uh, they, he's still got in the building, even though they're patrolling around. So I'm like, you guys are useless. When Come you, on. When are you going to just put bars on the windows? It's embarrassing. I, I don't understand. And this, my favorite part, though, this is where we're going to end, and then we'll have another part to this, at least one more, where the sergeant says, what, Jones, is that you? <laughs> Boy? To which he simply replies, yes, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me again. You caught me. <laughs> like they're in, like, a cartoon. They're like, oh, is that Roadrunner again? That little rascal <laughs> made it in again. Oh, it's Bugs Bunny again. Oh, oh darn. Oh, is that you, oh, Bugs? Oh, darn. Yeah, it's me, Daffy. <laughs> he, like, knows the guards by name. Yeah, Glover, it's me. <laughs> it's that boy Jones. Uh, and Edward Jones is found in the hallway eating cold meat and potatoes he had stuffed in his pockets. What if so. we hire him? What if we leave a basket of food for him outside? <laughs> but that would be socialism. <laughs> we can't, can't do that. We can't do that. Yeah, everybody's going to expect a basket of food. <laughs> They're all just going to want food. Ew. Like they deserve it. Gross. Hungry people don't just deserve food. You have to work for food. But then Hard labor. That means he needs to sneak in to get it, which you don't want. Yeah. So like. It's a lose-lose. No, we can still hire him. <laughs> nope, lose, lose. Make him, just make him promise not to, like, go near their queen again. I don't think that she's going to want to hire him after he snuck in and was, like, creeping on her baby. 
Because they asked him, like, I forgot to say this, but does she need to know? During the Privy Council thing, they asked him if he had seen the queen or the baby. Mm -hmm. And he said no, but that he could hear the baby crying next door. Oh, no. Yeah. He used the word squall because I guess Victoria was offended by that word for her baby. For crying or squall? Squall. Because oh. she was like, that's a royal baby. Don't say my baby's squalling. Hey, that's the, that's Because that's what he told the newspaper, I think. And she's right. like, hey, <laughs> that's a royal baby. My baby don't they, squall. Infants know when they're royal. <laughs> and they won't squall. They will not squall. How dare you use that word for my baby? <laughs> she squalled at the reporter. And instead of being like, how dare you break into my house and listen to my baby cry? <laughs> this is the royal infant. Hey. I actually Don't like this my one. baby with two dollar words or whatever. Alfred hasn't even been born yet. I actually like this one. It's true. Alfred's not alive. <laughs> I don't have uh, a child to dislike yet. <laughs> baby Vicky is lovely. <laughs> She's a precious angel. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. That was part one of The Boy Jones. And we're going to have a two of him just being a creepazoid. A second of the boy. I told Haley before we started, I was like, this one maybe isn't as creepy as, like, some of them, you know? Because mm-hmm. I would say this is less, yeah, less bad than people trying to assassinate her, probably. Although most of them weren't actually trying, so maybe it's not as bad. Yeah, assassination was more sad. Yeah, this is more... Um, yeah, like you said, at the beginning, it's funny. Mm-hmm. And then he keeps doing it a lot. And then you're like, oh, it's not funny anymore. The second one, I'm like, you need to kill him or, like, leash him. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, maybe you could do a catch me if you can. <laughs> Put him to yeah. work, like, sneaking around trying to catch other people who are sneaking there you in. Go. Uh, but other than that, you should probably, you need to send him to Australia. Mm-hmm. Or, like, have right. him executed. We don't need to kill him. We have a prison island, Australia. <laughs> we have the real death And if in he life. can get back to England and sneak into Buckingham Palace, then he deserves to be king, I guess. He's Then he's the new king. Then he wins. That's the sword and the stone that he has to pull out. <laughs> then it. Vicky will retire and she'll be like, you're in charge now. Imagine... <laughs> Sending this little gutter snipe to Australia, and then a month later, he's, like, standing over your bed like, I made it back. No, he grows up, and he's the one who tries to kill Alfred. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He was never the prince. He's the (laughs) prince killer. He was going to try to kill the prince and pretend to be Alfred to get back in the palace. He's the boy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening to this episode. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. you can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com if you have any thoughts about the boy or the Jones or the Dow Jones. The, or The darkest version of the King Arthur <laughs> myth that's ever been. Any of those things. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We heavily appreciate it. We've got some nice ones in recently. We haven't done a bonus episode in a long time. Um, but, but we appreciate you. We appreciate it, and we'll do one soon so we can catch up. And... Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook or on Instagram. We post memes and links to things, funny pictures. Today I posted a picture of uh, that thing you said. JFK, oh. like next to his daughter who's wearing a JFK mask. It's very cute, Whoa. like a Halloween mask. Whoa. And then somebody commented, like, it looks nothing like him, which is true. It doesn't look <laughs> like him at all. Uh, but I mean, he doesn't look a lot like him. But you know, you Sometimes. get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, funny memes on there as well. And, uh, yeah, 
do it. You can join us on Patreon also. Join our Discord where we're chitting the chat about various thingamabobs. Do it. Sharing sharing pictures. Videos and just like having a good time. Uh, and we want to thank everybody who is a patron of our show. We appreciate it. This book for this episode I couldn't get from the library quick enough so I had to pay $10 for it. And that was money from you. <laughs> to help support oh, the no. show. Oh no. Why oh no? Oh, just because we've been like yelling about it the whole time. It's like, I mean, I'm criticizing yeah. it, but you know. Your tax money <laughs> is well spent. <laughs> Voluntary taxes. Yeah, the money you gave us. Help support the show like this so where we can get the materials we need. So thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, good Viewers luck. like you. Good luck breaking into the palace. Bye-bye. It's so easy. <laughs> it used to be really easy. I want to see someone do it now. I know. How easy is it now? Right. They haven't changed the palace a lot, right? Like, the walls are probably higher. Yeah. And Spikey's on top now mm-hmm. instead of just the low... <laughs> Like stone walls that you can trip over. When you can actually, like, little <laughs> stairs built into the stones. It wants you to go over them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway, bye. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Do the wave. Gesundheit. Bye-bye, Princess bye. Wave. I don't remember how to say goodbye in German. Bye. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. See you later. Bye.